Scorpions on three! One, two, three, Scorpions! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Sting Podcast with me, your host, Ryan Gray. Yes, we are back again with our second episode. I would like to thank everybody that listened to our first episode last week with director Evan Barocas. We had some really, really good feedback on it. Some nice little comments on iTunes and had some good messages, feedback throughout the week. So thank you so much if you listened to last week's episode. Before we start this week's episode, I just want to uh, give you a little bit of a, a story on why we are doing this podcast. So we want to try and promote the club as much as possible and we find this as a different way of promoting uh, promoting the club and we don't see anybody else doing this so we kind of want to try and get there first and, and promote the club as much as possible and we're going to try and get as many coaches on throughout the club as possible. We'll get some current players, some ex-players and, and different news that we have going on throughout the week and, and throughout the upcoming um, seasons coming up. So... Yeah, just a little bit of a little bit of a backstory on why we want to do this podcast, and, and ultimately, it's just it just gives me an excuse to to talk football with and soccer with people. So I, I'm really excited to to be a part of this project, and and yeah, I'm I'm incredibly incredibly excited to to get loads of different guests on and, and hear from their their side, their different stories about about the game of how they got involved, and it's just fascinating listening to. To lots of people's uh, stories so hopefully you're going to enjoy the content coming up I'm sure you are um, the best way that you could interact with the podcast is I know on Spotify and iTunes you could uh, rate us the more you rate us and the high, the higher you rate us if you can give us a five-star review that only helps the podcast promote and and get to a wider reach essentially so if you could pop over to Spotify and iTunes and give us a five-star review that really really will help us to to grow the podcast quickly um, and and if on iTunes if you can give us a little comment like a few people have this past week that will be awesome as well we also have our new Instagram page the weekly sting um, on Instagram go across there and you can interact with us on on Instagram as well you can leave messages you can ask us to try and get some guests on if, if there's any players listening to this podcast and you want to hear your coach on the podcast then let us know um and we'll we'll do our best to try and get get them on and um if there's any questions or there's any any thoughts that you want to have on the podcast we are we are so open to to people interacting with us so the more you interact with us and we can get you on the podcast or we can get some ideas on the podcast then the better for us so with that being said enough of me talking you don't you don't want to be hearing me talking all the time you want to listen to our guests so we have some fantastic guests coming up. We have an unbelievable guest this week. Uh, this is our second owner of the club. This is Darren Burt coming up this week. Um, so hopefully you enjoy the podcast. And yeah, we're going to be dropping every other Friday. So make sure that you press that little bell button on, on Spotify and make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes. And then every other Friday... It'll drop into your podcast feed and then you can listen to us from there. All right. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast and you enjoy what we're doing. Please support the podcast as much as you can on Instagram and Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcast from and enjoy the content we've got coming up in the next few weeks. All right. Thank you. Enough of me and let's get into our interview with Darren.
Hello and welcome to the Weekly Sting podcast. This week we have another director on board doing the podcast. We have Darren Burke. Darren, how are you, mate? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. It's uh, exciting times over at the club at the minute with our with our podcast going on, and we're just uh, excited to have you on and have a little bit of a goalkeeper chat, really. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So first thing that we're, we're we'll just go into is is just how you got involved in the club. How did that come about? How did your association with Scorpions? So I was at um, South Shore Select for um, for about two or th- about three or four years, and you know, and like nothing but love for South Shore Select. They do a great job, and the respectful listen to done. You know, but I just saw an opportunity for Scorpions because they didn't have a goalkeeping program. So you know, it was basically I wanted to challenge myself to see if I can come over and create something out of nothing. And you know, and then I just met these great young kids, and you know, and they just cultivated the way that just made me fall in love with coaching from the beginning. And you know, from there we started building a foundation. And then the foundation started building houses because we created like, all the overall character of the kids. But it was mainly, you know, just the opportunity to try something new. You know, and it was the best decision I made in my life because here we are, seven years later, or how long ago, I don't even know math. But, um, <laughs> you know, like a couple years, many years later, and now we're sitting here at the top of the, the Scorpions. But it's all based on the ideology of the, this approach. Mm-hmm. I know I just went on a rant a little bit, no passion. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I, I know how much you, you enjoyed the goalkeeper stuff. So this is this is like your platform and your avenue just to kind of get it out there and to say this is, we've mentioned it on previous podcasts, this is just a different way for us to to spread the word, yeah. really, with Scorpions. So, um, and and to go into specifics about goalkeeper stuff is, is, is fascinating. And, and even any position on the field, like going into detail with it is just... Just proves one that you know what you're talking about, and two that it's a uh, it's a passion for for all of us really. Yeah, you know, like passion makes everything worthwhile, and you know, just like growing up, it's like you know, you know, you grow up with like the whole concept if you work hard for something, you will achieve those results. So without the hard work, there is no results in the end. So you know, it's giving them the impure love of just the game, but also the passion of teaching them the hard work ethic that will now make them successful both on and off the field is what strives us to be even better and force them to be even better. And it's just like one of the things that we employ is those morals at a young age, because then you create the love and culture of one, being a goalkeeper, but now you're also developing the person overall mm. as they're training as a goalkeeper. So in reality, we're, we're using soccer as a vehicle to teach life lessons without them even realizing that. You know, so now that's why now when they get to the real world, you know, in the professional work setting after college, they have a platform that they can use backwards, like coping skills, for example. Hey. Walking, we all make mistakes. What do we learn from our mistakes? Okay, somebody's ahead of you, you want to push yourself even better. So it's ideally now this gives them the tools to succeed without them even realizing it. And now they have those foundation in place to succeed with it. After soccer is over. You know, and the best part is watching those kids grow every single day. You know, starting with the youth and the foundation. You know, it's so valuable like having a good foundation. You know, because uh, I was not previous business an architect by trade. You know, you can't build a house without a foundation. So the foundation's now intact. You mm-hmm. start progressing incrementally with that development. You know, it helps them to grow, but also at the same time, you're building the first layer, the second layer, the third layer, but it's not void without that foundation base. And that's why the youth is so important and vital because it gives them the tools to learn, you know, and, and this is how it just helps them to keep growing. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And we've had conversations previously about the earlier we can get the keepers in, the better it is, just so we can grow them, grow them from that early age. Fantastic, yeah, that's really good stuff. So we're just going to touch on briefly, like 
just like your goalkeeper journey like how did you end up being a goalkeeper what was the did, someone, did you get thrown in goal because nobody else wanted to go in goal was it something that you wanted to do or yeah, so like going back to it like it just had a you know us goalkeepers were kind of driven you know we're kind of just not not a choice but just guided towards the goal and you know you see all these players they're all about scoring goals but my favorite thing i was drawn to was just stopping the ball you know there's four things he has a shot on frame and just robbing them and you know and that was just kind of my niche that i just fell with and then just from there i started playing you know i fell in love with it and you know decided uh, this is what i wanted and the thing we are now and you know it's uh, one of the best things about like these like these kids you see it today yeah. is kids are drawn to it yeah let them be yeah. Let them grow. Let them let them play that position. If that's what they want, we'll try to change them. Let them. You know, we have our own GK union for a reason because we're on a separate island, you know, from the rest, which is a good thing because now we're all there for each other, you know, because we play the goalkeeper position. Yeah, it has its ups, it has its downs, but at the same time, it, it can be lonely because it has to get through 10 plays to get to us, but a lot of the times it's with a big escape goal, when in reality, we're not. You know, so having this, like, like the love of um, you know teaching that and that they're drawn to it, and let them learn from it. But you know being here, you know like just in general, like quality goalkeeping, you can't you can't find it. You know, and this is where you help to grow the person, the player, but also at the same time, it's just creating that um, mentality. In the environment. Yeah, and the environment is so vital. And then you know as they progress through the stages, they learn more and more. You know, and that's they push each other without even realizing they push each other. And you know, and that's the best thing. So that's how I fell in love with the position, you know. And I, I, I always rant, rant off on, like, uh, on different. I always rant, but I, I just, just get passionate about it. That's why I just love talking about it, you know, because it's one of the best things in the world. Is, um, you know, when you watch them teach them something, in a practice, and then you watch their translation into the game, and you get that goosebump. That's the best feeling in the world. And I say that since day one. I said I started coaching, and I say yeah, twelve. Again, it's it's fascinating stuff, and I, it's it's great to see those players grow over time as well. And obviously, you get them in at a young age, and then 
like previously we've we've just put out stuff for for goalkeepers are now being committed to colleges and stuff like that like describe the 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 satisfaction and enjoyment that you see of those kids developing through and then going to play collegiate soccer after that and and even further that's the best feeling in the world you know because they put in the hard work you know you say it takes a village you know, it's all of us as a goalkeeping staff here that we all buy together. You know, so every kid learns from this person, this person, this person. So like, when you finally see them all put together, and then you see them actually succeeding at a D1, D2, D3 level, best feeling in the world because you helped to guide them there, and you made them the person that they became today. You know, and without that, they, who knows what happens? But you know, they all had, they bought in, and when you buy into something, they're saying, they don't, people don't buy what you do, but why you do it. You know, they breed this passion. You know, now they're inspired. They want to come back and now train the younger kids when they come back. Because we always get colleges that always come back and train with us. Mm -hmm. But seeing those kids play, you know, and I'll give you a good case in point, you know, watching Olivia Dubin play. You know, she's that Holy Cross right now, and then she's on ESPN Plus. You see her on TV playing. You know, the kid was with us, like, last year or the year yeah. before. You know, and they, that right there is like, wow. You know, but you helped this person become the person that they become today, all through by teaching this fundamental ideology of, holistic and methodology of approach and like that right there is the best feeling in the world and um, you, you can't get enough of it you know and like even looking at it right now when we have like new recruits in the club now that just committed to schools you know Mia Pongrats, Juan Calabro going D1 from our 05 team you now we have Rachel and Ali just committed to D1 programs at 2006s and like that right there is just like it's fantastic because they put in all the work we're just there helping guide them along and like basically nurturing them to push to be more. So it's good today, but can it be better tomorrow? And that's what elevates the platform for them to drive and work even harder than anybody else. And, you know, and then good things happen to those who work out. Yeah. Is that also giving the club and, and the goalkeeper stuff, like you're having all these players commit to D1 schools and stuff, that must open a lot of people's eyes to be like, they must be doing something right mm -hmm. over there. and. I imagine the contact and the and the trust from other schools around in the area are, are seeing that coming through, and and that must that must help, and, and especially for the the younger goalkeepers coming through, that must be exciting to see these players going to these schools and what they could do in the future. Oh, absolutely, and like you know, you can just like back to like the training thing methodology. So you know, we have like two blocks. You know, we have like eleven to fourteen. Okay, so what people don't realize is when you're the thirteen, fourteens. You have these 11 and 12 year olds looking up to who? The 13 and 14. So now they're learning because they were in the same approach this way. So mm -hmm. now when they get to 15, they, even though they go from the oldest um, of this group, now they go to the youngest in the next group. So the U15 watching the 17, 18 year olds play. So now they're looking up, this is what it is, this is the level, this is the intensity. So like it actions inspire um, reactions. Mm -hmm. So like now it's just the tone based on all of them. So this is how we create that training environment where sustainable. Um, learning experience because this is what it is and now when they become 18 now they're mentoring the younger kids as they drive up through um, the system and it's one of the best things in the world is that's what gives you that um, the, uh, the sustainability by pushing and you know and then if a kid a new kid comes in and they have to work and they just buy into the system you know good things happen with them so back to your question with the college coach just like it's massive because it's our name and our reputation on the line so if a kid is all around yeah, you're going to have to say that, that kid's going to be a good fit there and mm -hmm. if they you, you vouch but if they're not then we don't recommend them because they're not a good fit but any kid that's in this club and they work with that um, I mean D1, D2, D3 it's all about the right fit based on what they want to go study for education anyways but soccer is a vehicle just to get them there
you know, to, to be able to just teach life lessons as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's like the name reputation is massive, but that's what Uncle's all about. It's just building and growing from within and promoting from within. And it just creates this whole culture that we now apply into the overall club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just, and just touching on that, the the evolution of the club and, and from when you first got here to now, the the biggest differences from when you came in, and especially on the goalkeeper side, you touched on it at the start. What are the biggest differences from when you first got here to now within the club and within the goalkeeper stuff as yeah. well? So right now we just have a, a level of um, a stronger level of play. You know, so when we came in, you know, back in the day, like Scorpions went through a, a lot of changes. So when Nick, um, and myself finally came in and took over. You know, it was all about establishing that foundation and culture. So if you go back to what, um, you know, like Scorpion's name is never going to go anywhere now because we were partnered with the Breakers for a while, FC Boston. Um, you know, we lost our identity over the, over the time. Yeah. You know, when people, when you have, don't have that value and identity, people lose trust in what you're offering. Yeah. You know, so now it's just being consistent and stable, but um, just having that consistency. And, you know, that, that's how we evolved where we don't go out and we don't look for players from other, like outside the club, up to niches, I'm sorry, promoting from within. And you know, when a kid works as hard as they do, if they get promoted, and the kid that takes the foot off the gas pedal on the national team, they will get demoted. And we've done it in the past, and we'll keep doing it there, because that's the best feeling in the world, because what these kids don't realize is, you have a, 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 an opportunity. And every kid that pushes themselves, you know, in the East, you know, national, regional, and you go back to the regions, for example, if the kids outgrows the region, yeah, they get to the next level. You know, but it's all about pushing their aspirations to be better. But then once they get there, go to the next level. And then go to the next level. But when you're at the top, you can't even think of it at the top. You're the trainers are always your number two, because guess what's coming? This kid. And if the moment you get foot off the gas pedal is the moment that you end up losing. So you need to have that mindset from the start to the end. And that's what makes the difference now with that competitive approach. You know, so it's like back to that promoting from within, but we train within the system of growing, but pushing each other no matter what the level is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, excellent stuff, really good. Um, so, just just rewinding a little bit, let's for the people that are outside the club and don't know your specific role in the club, mm -hmm. like describe to everybody listening what your role is, what's your title, what do you what do you do within the club? Yeah, so I'm the goalkeeping director for the entire club. I oversee all development from the foundation phase up to the advanced stage, you know, and the, um, you know, so it's we monitor, we grow and everything, we implement the curriculum wise is all based on progression. So, you know, and I oversee that and then we're at games, I try to get to as many games as I can, national, um, ECNL, uh, regional, you know, to Metro West, East, and you know, now the South is to get to those games because the game is the best teacher. And you teach them how to be in position to learn and grow and while playing, you know, now that now it becomes because a lot of kids are just visual learners. So teaching them visually rather than always um, breaking it down, you know, verbally, they understand it a lot better. So it's always seeing that aspect of the game and then also co director of the club so I oversee everything with Evan, Nick and myself. And you know, and that's just every all the day to day, all all the all the fun stuff. So basically I'm the I'm the third guy that nobody knows about, which is what I love because I love sitting in the shadows because I'm not really a person, uh, what's the word, uh, I always ask the question to somebody like, would you rather be a movie director or a movie star? Right, and a lot of times they all go movie star, I'd rather be a director. 
rather just sit in the shadows, sit in the background, and that's what I'm perfect with. But when it comes to goalkeeping, I'm right on the front. Yeah, yeah, and and it shows that like with with the progression of the goalkeepers coming through and going to all these schools and how they're playing in their national team stuff, it's it's clearly working what you're doing and, and it can only it can only get better and it can only keep progressing and, and just having more goalkeepers on board like that that come in and stuff like the stuff that you do that we're currently doing on Saturday mornings like bringing in college keepers to come in and, and we've got got Ash that's coming in to do goalkeeper stuff as well it's only it's only progressing that the product isn't it yeah and then that you know with Andre and Ash and like you know, Andre Reeves working at Brown here with us, Ash at Wheaton, you know, it's, it's massive in just terms of, you know, goalkeeping union, but, you know, but we're all here for the right reasons, to push and help these kids to better themselves. And, you know, and then we also bring back the older kids, the kids, and what I was saying before, you know, these younger kids are looking up to these older kids, and it's just massive, this is what it is like at the next level. And for them to understand that, you know, because anybody can play anywhere they want, if they believe that they can get there. And then that question becomes is what work do you put in mm. to go get there? And there's always something I always say is, um, you know, there's two types of people in this world. One, that just go by talent, or two, person that works the hardware anywhere else. So what work are you doing off the field when nobody else is doing it? Mm. And that's the difference. You know, and that's how we imbue that love for it by teaching the fundamentals with that push it drop. You know, getting, uh, you know, we have right now, um, you know, at Johnson Wales with us, Patricia Wheaton, you know, we have many more alumni that come back not only to train, but now to coach and give back. And that's massive when you have an 11-year-old boy or a 12-year-old girl looking up and seeing this this person showing them how to drill. Yeah. And, like, and that right there is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good stuff. Yeah, so we'll uh we'll we'll move on now to our to our podcast question mm-hmm. that we normally go to it'll be slightly different this week because you're a goalkeeper and you're the ones that want to save them as opposed to score them but uh but our podcast question so we'll slightly adjust it is is normally if you're one on one with a keeper and you're on your own do you go yourself with the keeper and go 50 50 chance of scoring to win the world cup or do you pass it to the side to go to somebody that's got an open goal, can slot it in. What would you What would you do? Right, so what would I do? So if I was going from the goalkeeper for POV, and I'll answer the question in a second. Yeah. I save that ball and distribute and skip. The <laughs> 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 but um, no, I would actually pass it because it takes a team. So when you look at our goalkeeping staff, Andre, Ash. You know, I can't. We can't do it without each other. You know, and that's the best thing. So it's all of us, all for one, one for all kind of approach. Mm-hmm. No different from Evan and Nick and myself. You know, we're doing it as a unit, as a team. So it will all in for the right reasons, but I pass that ball every single time. Because, hey, it's all about the team. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great answer. And, and from a from a goalkeeper, just, just to get into like a goalkeeper's head, like... What is going through your head in like a one v one situation there, where you know that someone could pass the ball to the side of you, or they're going to go themselves? What are you trying to do? Yeah. So it all depends on the situation, and mm. you know, for use for this one coming down the middle is to get them to think without thinking. You know, because the moment that you think, you never act. So you know, we use what we call trigger words to say the word eyes and patience themselves, and it all depends on you know coming out and stalking, getting low, but it's all about matching their rhythm. So you match the rhythm once they cross the 18, you come out, you start, you know, depending on the next touch, now you decide to either smother, or we just start and hold, or we just come out the, maybe a, a, a shot to the side, you want to like a block. Hmm. But it's all about contingency of 
what the next step is. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's getting them to now just think without thinking about matching the rhythm of the shooter. Now they're plugged into coming across by getting low and talking yep. and with it. But there's so many different yeah. components yeah, yeah. that go into it. We, we, we saw it not long ago in the World Cup with, with Martinez with that, yeah. with that big save. If he doesn't make that save, Argentina don't win the World Cup. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he did that because he picked up the visual cues of the shooter. So he was so far off the line that if the shooter just picked their head up, he would have been vulnerable over the top. But he had his head down, he wasn't even looking, so that gave him time to steal the space. And, you know, he positioned himself as well because he was able to read the play. Hmm. You know, and that's all goalkeeping is, is reading the play and anticipating the action, but not acting, but simply just reacting. Based on what actually happens. And it's better to think, don't think, just react. Hmm. That's excellent. As I say, thank, thank you so much for, for giving up your time and um, we're, we're, we're rolling with, with the podcast now and getting, getting all this stuff out and it's been great getting you on and um, you, as you say, one of, the, one of the directors of the club and we're going we're gonna to keep going and getting more people on. So thanks for your insight and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get you back on the podcast again down the line. Absolutely, anytime. We'd just like to thank Darren Burke there for the interview. Excellent stuff. Remember to go and follow us on Instagram at the Weekly Sting Podcast. Make sure that you give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify, and we look forward to hearing from you on the next episode. Thank you. Score!